Before we get to our podcast, there's a couple of public service announcements I wanted to get to. We've had several people ask to share the heart of why this podcast was started. Um, And again, it's just important to us to have people of all backgrounds and identities be able to share their stories with us so that people have not only someone that they can connect with, but also that allows each of us to kind of step into a small portion of someone else's world for a short amount of time. And maybe while we're there, we can discover some new things or a new way of viewing the world or a new lens of understanding things we previously weren't able to. And personally, I believe that the sharing of stories lets us move past our own skin and and self and see the world through a new possibility or find something that maybe we can use in our own life. And when it comes to other people's experiences, the great thing is that no one has to tell us what we are going to find. And instead, we can find each for ourselves what's woven through the threads of someone else's journey. And what I find and what I take away can be completely different than someone else and just as profound, whether it's a feeling we relate to or how we do life similarly um, or how we might do it completely different, but it allows us to see someone else as a fellow human while they're trying to navigate life as well. So we hope you enjoy these authentic stories as we welcome our first guest with a less traditional spiritual background. And we hope to have all ranges of background. We are pumped that he's willing to share and we look forward to seeing how more people do life at the intersection of their spiritual and sexual identity in the future. In other news, we are going to be taking a break from podcasting during the holiday season so that we can connect with our friends and families and ourselves. So we hope that you do the same with whoever you choose to share life with. And also maybe take an adventure and drop us an email about it or shout out on Twitter. So we look forward to jumping back into the podcast in January with some bonus Q&A. And then also some new stories with new people as well as a website. So without further delay, let's get to today's podcast. podcast Queer Religion, where we talk about where people's sexual identity and their spiritual identity intersect. It's like a conversation with your friends, maybe over a favorite drink, like boba tea. Mmm, I really like boba tea. Maybe though with extra rainbows or some unicorns. That would be the best. Excellent. Well today we have a guest with us, Davin. Hi, what's up? And we're excited. We're going to talk today about several different things, but before we get started, we have a couple other guests who will not be talking as much. Hopefully. They're furry friends. <laughs> yes. My dogs are here today joining us. They're thrilled to be here, but hopefully they'll be quiet about it. You'll hear your little paw pitter-patters from time to time. Oh, that's introduction of her own. Well, Davin, we're going to get started today. How do you identify? I am a straight trans man. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. It's a, It's like a... I came out twice. Did you? First time was a lesbian, lesbian, but it's it's weird. It's it's like I would say it, but it didn't. F- I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't feel right. Like, but because I was a female at that time, liking right. women, I'm like I'm a lesbian. Because I like women. Because I live like yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I, oh, this doesn't settle well with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, because I, yeah, and then when I st- figured out, think who I really was, I was like, oh, I'm straight, no, I'm straight, yeah, I thought I was, I thought so, but just in a different form, mm-hmm. and then, 
June 5th, 2015, first shot of testosterone. Hey. Now I'm like, no, I'm, I know who I am. I know what I like. I know who I like. I know where I stand mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that's cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That was amazing. Yeah. To have a very clear, and just to find the right label that makes sense and mm-hmm. then to be able to, to end up where you know who you are is a, yeah. it's a huge bonus. Yeah. yeah. So that's nice. All right. So we're going to start you out with, you know, the easiest question. Mm. How did you grow up? Like your spiritual background? What does that look like? Uh, well, growing up, born and raised in Hawaii. Um, when I was growing up, my Chinese side was more strong. So there was more of a Buddhist influence, but not really anything practicing Buddhism. It's just more going through the motions of the typical Chinese traditions. So something called Bison. Um, so we would, if someone passes away before they're a hundred, we do those rituals up until they turn a hundred. And then once they do that, then we kind of can like ease up on it. Don't have to continue it. So we would go to the, the Chinese Buddhist temple down the street. Um, but I didn't really know what I was doing it for. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like going through the motions. Sort of like, these are traditions that my family does, but yeah, I don't I, have a connection to exactly. where they come from. Yeah, there was okay. really no connection, but... The the bison, is that, um, and I don't know really anything about that yeah. much, um, if you, what is it for? Is it to like, um, to make sure that the person's soul is it in was good more harmony, or... It was more like, there'd be like a little shrine we'd come and set up, and there'd be like five or six little food bowls. So it's like once a year you have a little shot of sake or something, like a liquor liquor in mm. front. And then a bowl of rice, a bowl of chicken, a bowl of something, a bowl of something. And you, while you're there, leading up to it, my auntie, who now is 92 years old, mm. we would fold these things like paper things. Then when we were there, we would get the tub and we'd burn it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, Did you burn the the food doesn't get burned. The food That's doesn't like get a, burned, but uh, it's more offering, like the, right? yeah, the papers that we would have, like fold, then we would put it into the 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 vat that tub. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think it's like that's like their money. That's what I'm mm. thinking. It's like we're burning it, and that's like their tender in the afterlife. Hmm. And then that once a year ritual was then we're feeding them and then kind of recharging them maybe i don't really know it was right. it's funny because it was never explained to me i should actually ask my auntie yeah so now that you were talking about this i should really ask why we were doing that like the real like significance i kind of have a gist of what it's like mm-hmm. what it's for but yeah i should yeah i should figure that out so as far as the other side of your family right mm. so the chinese side yeah. a little bit more at least representative buddhism if not like super following it what what was the other side like that experience so growing up i didn't really my dad was kind of like laissez-faire hands off but it wasn't until i came out from college and he's like yeah i was okay wait no i'll take that back so he said that growing up he was really sickly and then he was studying to become like a priest um so i mean ideally he was super religious but he never like pushed christianity at all on me growing up to the point that you had no clue that was even the case yeah i was like wait you're christian oh so so really not at all then not at all (laughs) until college so that's like 20 until college yeah yeah about there it's wild yeah 
Well, too, in college, I was actually um, late-born, so I think I I was 18 when I... I turned 18 in college. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was like... It's still a long time to not have any idea that yeah. there was this, like, faith connection mm-hmm. with your dad. Mm-hmm. Which makes it seem like it wasn't that big of a deal for him. Did it come up later that, like, he actually did feel more strongly about it? He just hadn't shared with his children, or... You know, with him, it's... I think he's just so relaxed about things. It's like, whatever you pick up on, like, do you. So when I first transitioned, started transitioning, he's like, oh, makes sense. When like, with the day that I told him, he's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But it also went as far as I was watching the Leo Ramini, like, Scientology documentary. And my mom asked are you going to become a Scientologist I'm like what no I'm learning about all the Scientology is but my dad also said well if you want to do it I support you and I'm like what (laughs) but yeah no to the fact that I he's okay with me becoming a Scientologist what the F like are you kidding me so he's not very committed although he says he is around certain company So he's a Leo. So he's not very good. He's a Leo. <laughs> he's a Leo, whatever that means. But he's very egocentric at times, mm-hmm. whether whether or not he is aware of it. So, I don't know. That, there's that. Did you, know. as you were going into college, did you embrace any set of religion? Or what had you, you come out by then? Like, what, so, what's your setup in that? So I graduated from private school in Hawaii. I went to UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham. I got recruited to play Div 1 soccer. went to Bama. I went to Bama. <laughs> I know. But the thing Isn't is... Isn't that like Roll Tide down there? It, so it was funny because yeah. it, Alabama, U, University of Alabama is Roll Tide. Auburn is... What is it? I don't even know. Crimson. Crim, or whatever. But UAB oh, is like yeah. that, that unwanted stepchild. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, like... You, and like, the football's bad... It's a medical school which I had going for them, but mm-hmm. I went to Alabama, I went to school in the south for two years, so not really. But that's when I realized that I liked women. So like, looking back, of course I always kind of like women like growing up. But it's when I made that like mental awareness of like, oh no, I do like her. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. So in the south, the lesbians there they, they wear a polo shirt. They'll wear, like, the baggy jeans, and then they'll put makeup on. <laughs> but, the, so, like, going through it, there really was no religion involved. It, I think at that point, I mean, I'm a freshman in college. I'm, I, I, I had a 2.0. Mm-hmm. Like, I lived. I was happy. Like, you right? kept your scholarship I, I, So the thing is, I didn't have a scholarship. Oh. The intention was to earn it my second year, and by that time, I was like, oh, after all this, like... I'm just having fun. I'm figuring out who I am. I was super right. sheltered, be, like, going into college. But, so yeah, I figured out I liked women by freshman year, end of freshman year. Kind of tried to figure out liking women, but then I started, because I'm there, I, then I donned the polo shirt, and I put on the, I, I did it once or twice, I'm like, I don't get it. The makeup? The, the, at least they put the eyeliner. They put the eyeliner, I'm like, I, I guess that's the thing they like here. You know, like, but I mean, it was... So you did the yeah. you did the outward display of what mm-hmm. it looks like to be a lesbian. Mm-hmm. But I think because the lesbian didn't... So I think early when it happened, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm this, I'm this. I have to figure this out, whatever. And then 
two years, so one year playing 2.0, barely on the team. Second, by the start of the second year, I quit the team. So I'm kind of trying to figure my ish out for that sophomore year. End up transferring back to UH and then starting all over again. Mm-hmm. So I had another fresh start in a sense. And then I'm still trying to run with the, like, I meet some lesbians. I'm like, I still don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't get it. Like, what am what is different about me? But it wasn't until 25. So it took at least four years to still figure myself out. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, in, oh, actually, so it wasn't until 2012. So I met good friends, like my good friend now, her name's um, Marisha. So I met her at the restaurant I worked at. And it's funny how, like, sometimes divine things work out. Mm-hmm. So within that first week of working there, by that Friday, she's like, oh, I'm going to a party. I was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, it's a gay party. I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, I'm gay. <laughs> like, I don't even, doesn't sound right. <laughs> Question mark. Like, I'm, I'm, I like women, so that makes me gay. She's like, oh, you should come. It's a red and black party. I'm like, I have a red shirt and black shorts in my car. Oh, wow. perfect. No, but you know what I mean? Wow. Like, it was meant to be, right? Oh, perfect. You should come. I'm like, okay. And like, yeah, I still hang out with her to this day. So through Marisha, I met somebody in 2012. And in conversation, I found that he was trans. That was the first male trans guy I met. Mm. And I was like, what? You could do that? So Marisha knew from when I did that, that it was happening. So you know how like that whole story like people know before you do. Oh yeah. But that that's a special case because she was there to witness my response to him. Mm. Um. So in 2012, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, no, no, maybe man, no, I, I don't need. I'm good. I don't need to do that. I don't mm-hmm. need to do that. So till for three years, I put it on pause. Like it wasn't an act, like a thought. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I try like my questioning of my identity came about was so one of our friends because my group of friends in Hawaii are in like the drag scene the scarlet scene whatever Mm -hmm. so they're like in the social scene one of them was running in a drag pageant in Portland and there and my friend who I I'll call her Alicia Mm -hmm. she said oh what's your pronoun when we're in Portland you know whatever she's like oh what's a pronoun I'm an English major (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like what's a pronoun what's that you oh. did have a 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> ah! I, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. Oh. I'm just to the no. I, I'm an Asian that can't do math. Come on. Oh. I, it's bad. My mom's like disappointed. Oh. Nah, 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 nah. She's happy. <laughs> but she asked me, like, oh, he, what's a pronoun? I'm like, oh, he, him, they. I'm like, and I didn't answer right away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Uh oh. Oh. Hmm. And she said, No, it's fine. We're all there. Sometimes it happens. Da, da, da. But that was the first time where it was that conscious acknowledgement of, Oh, wait. Reel it back. No. I'm not as comfortable with myself as I I'm thought. I'm not comfortable. I was, and, yeah. Well, the thing is, I think it became as I'm not as comfortable saying she mm. as I was. Because I think the more and more I quote unquote matured, <laughs> yeah, I'm matured. <laughs> hey, mm, I'm maturing. <laughs> no, but then it was like I don't, I don't feel that way. And so what's funny was I was 
getting my starting going to start my new job at the shipyard mm-hmm. and then january 2015 i get in and even more so i'm like already wrestling with it and then i put it off because i was starting a new job mm-hmm. and because it's in a blue collar like grunt ish like grease monkey kind of situation it was like i had to keep my head low just to make sure you had the job and the training and you yeah. didn't entry into that or yeah. something else Kind of, and then it got, but it just got to the point, like, six months in, I had to do it. Um, there was a YouTube person I was watching who doesn't, is more, I relate to some, to that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because he told his coworkers so late on, so like this, seven months after he started his hormones, like when all the changes were happening, then he tells them, it's like, that's harder. Yeah. Like, I'm going to tell you now, the changes are going to happen. But whatever. And let them process that yeah. with you, right? Yeah. Like, as you begin Not to change, they're like, coming on it. Instead of being like, poof, here I am. Now well, why poof, don't you like me? Like, the changes that would happen, that mm. happened early on, like, the voice changes, like, that's something that they would probably talk about. I mean, I don't know. It, it just never happened because I, I hit it nail on the head. I'm like, you control the narrative. Kind of, yeah. You know, June, be like, hey, this yeah. is happening. This is where I'm at. And then it doesn't become a thing where, like, oh, hey, is this... Is this you so-and-so doing this? what? Did you notice yeah. that? Like... It's just like, oh, that's what's happening. Like, yeah. Okay. There's nothing really to talk about. Yeah. Exactly. Well, there's well, always something to talk about. Oh, there's always something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> the tea is always yeah, there. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, you chose to spill it. So. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was. It went pretty smoothly then, or uh, people. It, it's, so in Hawaii, it's called coconut wireless, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's funny, so. When I first started transitioning, I was on a little area away from the main shipyard. So I came out to three people. But within coming out of that, like maybe not even a month later, I have to come back to the main shop. And I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm ch- this is, I'm going to go by this. And so in the main office, which is on the one half, one end of the ship, of the shop, by the time I walk a <laughs> hundred yards up to the office where I'm going to, already he's like, what's your name? And I'm like, uh, 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 da, 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 da. Had you picked a name by then? I just, had picked oh, a name. Okay. Thankfully. <laughs> oh, God. I'm like, I don't know yet. Come back to me in a month. But, no, yeah, so it was Davin. And they're like, all right. So I think the beauty of my shop is that there's we're all kind of enclosed in one shop mm-hmm. so whether you like it or not you see the same people every day you be whether you like them or not it's you, like your mini family it's it's your mini family and you have to figure it out you have to figure it yeah. out and whether or not they liked it or not i worked my ass off mm. and they, it, when i first started transitioning it was whether you like me or not i don't care you're gonna respect me and if you don't like me you can't talk shit about me because mm-hmm. I will work you under the fucking ground kind of thing. And yeah. that, that it's unfortunate that I had to think that way, but because it was so new for me, yeah. new for me, new for them, Yeah, it's like, whether whatever you question about me, you don't question my work. Mm-hmm. Because this is what I'm at. I'm at work. And right. you, don't, you, you will mm-hmm. regret questioning me mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, and then, like, it's still kind of at that point, like, I still have to ride that line of, I have fun, uh, but you question me, I'm like, no. 
no, no, no. You have to draw that line and make sure that you feel like you're respected. I'm respected in the, to yeah. a to a certain extent because like whether I like it or not, LGBT has like a certain um, stigma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially trans people, trans more people know trans women and and for me if I have one unstable moment it's there oh it's because he's trans it's like no I'm human yeah. you're pissing yeah. me off <laughs> right like this is a like, human reaction this is it not a hormone reaction exactly this is a human yeah. reaction because you're being you know yeah. and then but it's I have to I always have to be in check because that's the first thing and then they're gonna just write me off mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to give them that mm-hmm. like you do not get that from me hell no <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there's that. So when you were um, when you were at college and then you came back here, mm. right? Did you go back to like doing Buddhist stuff with your family? Did you just like step away from any kind of religious activities I, in your just I stepped cruising? away. I partied. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I came back. I joined. I went. Um, I worked a restaurant while I was finishing college. And man, hey. That restaurant scene. That restaurant scene. That food and bed scene got my DUI. My, my, you know, my first DUI. Hey. Yeah, they're good for that. Hey. Yeah. You know. You are not alone. Yeah. But, like, I was liking girls and partying. Mm -hmm. And I was with my restaurant family that I'm still friends with today, thankfully. But we're just, yeah, let's take a shot. You know? Mm -hmm. So it really wasn't, like, on the front, like, thought that further front thought whatever it's called whatever on my mind just on the back burner kind of well cause you'd already even, even on the burner at all yeah I think <laughs> I was just like I just wanna have fun yeah and even I don't think I think that was at a point where my my my, my thinking was very um I don't know I didn't have critical thinking back then um so 2015 so I started my transition mm-hmm. but even then it I felt like my body was changing, but my mind wasn't. Hmm. Like, I was improving physically, but mentally I still felt stunted. Stunted, like, um, in the difference between a man and a woman, or just, like, I wasn't reaching my potential as a, a thinking adult, or... Uh, yeah, the the latter. Like, I, I would see people and how they would speak and think, and I'm like, why don't I think, like... I'm not on that level, and I would acknowledge that, but I'd be like, I don't, why am, what's going on? So, like, maybe potentially anyone listening to this podcast, I joined an MLM, a okay. multi-level marketing thing, but... Which is where people recruit you, scheme. yes, and because then you make money off the more people you yeah. have, right? Since, yeah. Yeah. But looking at it, it came at a point because while there are other people transitioning in Hawaii, I didn't trust them or I didn't trust myself with them. Mm. And I really took it upon my... I, I was transitioning on my own. So you didn't have support to I, transition? I didn't have or direct trans support. community? Yeah, yeah, in a sense, not... Like, there's like... A, when I go out, I see them hay, but... Mm-hmm no like personal how do you work through yeah. this gotcha. yeah no meaningful questions mm-hmm. to ask mm-hmm. and it they became people that spoke good into me mm-hmm. even when I felt at my worst when I wasn't when I was having no self-worth questioning who I was like they were there to be like you can do it mm-hmm. read this 
do this, do things that make you uncomfortable every day. So it's interesting that I was doing almost like this boot camp to for personal growth. Mm-hmm. And then that's why at the end of it, and I only stayed in like a year and a half. But at the end of it, I felt fearless. That's awesome. Like, there's a lot of personal development, right? When you're in MLM, like that's a huge piece that they pour into mm-hmm. is, is your personal development because your goal was to go out and influence other people, right? So you need to have mm-hmm. that kind of internal self belief mm-hmm. and like and vision and like your why and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's a really big part of yeah. Well, and they're investing in you too, right? Yes, yeah, they're they are. having to put time and energy in ahead of time and hope that you will make money on, on the, the back, back end. Yeah, and if I stayed in, but. I but you just got the good stuff in I got that personal growth coaching and I was like deuces you know so but yeah like it doesn't bother me to tell someone I'm trans anymore it, but like five years later five years plus later it mm-hmm. doesn't define me as much like in the beginning it's so new it's so oh my god like blah 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 like I have to tell everybody because I, I don't know and they don't blah 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 but now if they don't know who I am what's gonna happen like yeah. how can I like they they because so I know you guys through a a gay flag football league, mm-hmm. so I will say I pass well, mm-hmm. and but when they see me there, they think I'm a gay guy. Yes, that's and then true. I, and I have to say I'm not gay, but then they ask me, "Oh, what are you doing here?" I'm like, "Well, I like sports." What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can't like it doesn't jive for me that yeah. way, but at the same time, it's like I'm a lone seemingly cisgendered guy right playing questions, questions. questions. like what are you why are you here <laughs> and then I have to tell him like oh I'm trans but three years ago it was still like a oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, in a way it's almost like I I was expecting that shock factor mm. and in, in the beginning it's nice because it reaffirms that oh my god I passed so well oh my god they don't know right but then it becomes out now Five years later, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm beyond that. I don't need to pass I to don't, feel okay. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly it. Yeah. I'm more than my transition. I am mm. a fun-loving Korean guy that loves to drink. I'm kidding. But you know what I, but you know <laughs> right. what I mean. It's like... Right, yeah. Like, I don't have to give... I, I can say whatever I want. This is who I am. And it's not... I'm comfortable with myself yeah. saying these things. And I'm not worried about what you're going to give back to me half as much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So then when you were going through all that process as you're transitioning, you did the MLM mm-hmm. and did that take you anywhere else spiritually or you kind of just stayed oh, yeah. in that? So I, uh, so at that point, I think when you're immersed in something, you kind of pick up on like their tendencies too. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. they t- had a Christian base that Christian belief system and I think it was like you know that wealth that wealth um, gospel it's like oh, if you okay. if you do good you will get money gotcha it will come and back I, to you it will come yeah. yeah so I I don't they never said it was that but the way he would preach it almost felt like it mm-hmm. like that things that you, like those big ass mega churches that you see on yeah. the 700 club making that money making mm-hmm. that money right making that money so it was almost like they were there to assert that what you're doing is good work mm-hmm. and that you will be paid out in the end. So during that, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. And I actually almost was like questioning who I was still like, yeah, no, like, am I a good person? I mean, I, I gotta, maybe I'll try this out. And so I was going to church. I started going to church and I think I was going for like six months. 
but maybe about a year. Mm. A good amount of time. A good amount of time, but it was leading up to I was getting a hysterectomy. So leading up to that, looking back, I can acknowledge the headbutting of estrogen and testosterone. And I think that creates a lot of churn in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at no point before starting hormones did I ever question my self-worth, question, like had zero confidence, questioning who I was, why me, why that, laying mm-hmm. in bed, like head on my mattress going, like almost breaking down, just yeah. like laying there. Like what the heck is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. So which that. which any woman can yeah, bash like, oh like, okay great hormones are <laughs> a real thing. Hormones are a real thing. They I mean yeah. So yeah, they, they have double you. double shock of that. I can only imagine in a way. Yeah. Sometimes it's you can't so even very understand. Bad. And then you come out like a day later, like what? I'm feel great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know? know what that was. Everything's fine. <laughs> Who's that? But so as I was getting closer to my hysterectomy. I was getting more experiences in the church where they would start to question LGBT. And nearing the end of it, I realized, like, I would question, I'm like, wait, there's nothing wrong with me. Mm. In a way, maybe I was meant to be this way. Because, like, Christianity's teachings are like, no, God's doing this for a reason. Mm. And I'm like, okay, if there's a reason for this, like, he wouldn't just put me this through nothing. Yeah. But then, at the same time, what you they say what they God puts you through, and then they question your circumstance. Mm. Like, wait, but I'm in this reason. I'm in this because of God. I so, think is that is that right, kind of yeah, right? You're saying you're saying that it, you know everything is God gives you all these experiences. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which means yeah. that I, this transitioning isn't an accident. Like mm-hmm. this is part of who I am. But then you're not okay with me being. This. this yeah you're not okay with me changing from a woman to a man because it's who i feel like, like yeah so you're saying one thing and then the other is at the yeah, same time wish. that same religion is telling me no you can't do that though yeah or or they're demonizing it mm-hmm. or something i'm just like wait did you have any messages that came across about being trans or lgbtq or uh, not or just directly. the general i think that general of like you're the other you're LGBT, then it's not good. Because even at that MLM, the last rally I went to, the guy, the guy said, because he's, he's older white gentleman. He's like 70s, mm-hmm. maybe older. And he says, it's doing that is bad as having HIV. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> but the thing is, he, like, he had to apologize. He apologized for it after. Really? Personally? He, he on stage, like five, um. within five minutes of saying it, because I think he was told, like, hey, this Somebody is... Somebody got to him fast. Yeah. Like, oh, no, 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 yeah, you no. can't say that. <laughs> but I think that was his knee-jerk reaction to say, so, so I mean, it wasn't totally... So that's some yeah. of the messaging that kind of underlooked. Yeah, that kind of started leading towards me going away from Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, In the church itself, similar, or just the MLM side of it? I think it was both. I think both were coming to a point where they started crashing at the same time, which... I mean, worked out, and then I had my hysterectomy, and in a week out of that, and I was like, "Oh, I feel good. I feel pretty good right now. Okay, I'm gonna quit." And then I quit. You got like some clarity. You're like, "Yeah, I need this all these things I was trying yeah. just to find myself. I'm now feeling, yeah. but in I, a better place." So I yeah. Walk away. So that coaching got, in a way, got me ready, and in hindsight, I was doing myself a service 
to get to ready to a point where I can start actually attacking life head on. That's what it felt. So 2018 was the start of my life, I feel mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you knew who you were. Yes. The hormones had settled and you're confident and feeling less conflicted as yeah. far as all the spinning in the head that's yeah. going on. Yeah. And you're like, no, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with who I am and I'm confident that I'm going to be able to... Live my life. Live a life. Live my, life. Uh, yeah, this live. Mm-hmm. Well, on my terms, in a way. Mm-hmm. So. so where does that take you today as far as your relationship with like spirituality mm. or any kind of religion like where would you describe yourself now so right now i'm more spiritual as i have a friend who still tries to insist christianity is a good thing and god's real and i'm like you know what it's real for you mm-hmm. but and i think for a lot of lgbt people is that knee-jerk reaction with christianity that they don't necessarily have a good experience with mm-hmm. so that that Buddhism side I lean towards more but it's more of a lens that I try to interpret my spirituality through not so much it being the right one because I think at that point it's you have to find something that fits you mm-hmm. and then you have to roll with it but I mean Christi- I mean, for my friend Christianity works for him that's fine so I think I, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier but earlier on when I first first was starting to try to figure out life through a lens of religion mm-hmm. for me it's always golden rule do unto others which if you think about it that's the crux of a lot of religions mm-hmm. essentially yeah. it's worded in a different way but it's in yeah, it's ingrained into a lot of like religions. what comes back to you treat people the way yeah, you karma. would karma Just, you know yeah. don't be a dick basically <laughs> don't be a dick much. that's the general tenant right like yeah so and and I, I'm Korean. Like, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feisty. I'm spicy. <laughs> I get passionate about things, and I have to catch myself and apologize for them later. <laughs> Whether or not you think I was being mean or not. <laughs> but it's like, you just try to be good. And in this day and age, it's actually very hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Because people see it as a weakness. Mm-hmm. Like, why are, you, why are you so... Or they... Well, he's just a pushover. Mm-hmm. Like, no. It's... I've been... A lot of the things I like... That's why I'm so nice, quote-unquote, is... I, I remember what it's like to be in your situation mm-hmm. and when someone does the I told you so or does something that I didn't like I don't like doing it to other people mm-hmm. because I don't like it and that's a, actually a lot of things that people normally do like dismiss you or yeah. like demean you yeah kind of just kind of like push you out of the way like patronize you, you or patronize. stuff like that yeah. and and it's hard but if like and if you take Christianity or religion into retrospect or not perspectives mm-hmm. it's harder to do the right thing than it is it's easier to sin it's easier to do the wrong thing mm. so I feel like sometimes I get taken advantage of or people overlook me or whatever and it's like but I'm sitting here knowing like I know what you think whether you like it or not I just for me I cannot break my these are my values. These are yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I live by, and well, it, it is what it is. If you want to be a dick about it, go ahead. Mm-hmm. That's gonna bite you in the ass later, and I'm gonna just watch there. The universe not, will take care. I'm of I'm not gonna rub it in yeah. your face. That's the thing. But, but I'll notice. But I'll be, I'll be there to talk to you about it later and help you grow from it. Yeah. Kind of thing. I'm like, be good. Can we move on from this? He's not a dick anymore. All right. So, what are we doing this weekend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of thing. 
Well, allow people the room to grow as well, like to be themselves, but then mm-hmm. to learn new perspectives. Yeah. And, and, and I think just... like you guys too, like you see somebody and you're, you, you can tell they need to go through growth. Mm. And it's kind of like, I'm going to let you grow where you're planted. Maybe when you can maybe give me a tomato or two, then we'll start talking. <laughs> well, tomatoes maybe it's too generous. Maybe too hard. <laughs> no, the, tomatoes grow, the tomatoes will grow on the side of a rope. You know what I mean? We don't want those. They need some TLC. Something so, that needs better tending. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you let them get to their point and they get there. Even myself, I've, I probably have mm-hmm. been that person for other people. Right? Oh, I've done that. Like, on, and not, like, I think we've talked about, like, who, who I, how I've interacted as a younger person. Like, I was much more set on black and white and mm-hmm. idealistic. Oh, yeah. And my thought process was not as open or, you know, it didn't allow consideration of, of these things so yeah you have to grow and expand and figure out that you no longer can do life this way because it no longer fits mm-hmm. with the reality of your life and so I think yeah everyone has to go through that at some point or you end up actually stunted in your growth emotionally and and I think what's cool is when you recognize it in other people it gives you gr- get it helps me give them grace mm-hmm. and be like no they're just they're just young yeah like I've been there like, oh, he's Palu Party everywhere, da da da. Like, Palu Party in Hawaii means you're throwing up everywhere on everything <laughs> and on yourself. So, some, yes, when I was younger, I was a, I call it a Palu Princess. <laughs> I was throwing up anywhere. But you know what I mean? It's like sometimes people I just go through them. Yeah. I was, yeah. But, like, especially because I know you guys through the league. And we, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the young ones are doing their thing and it's cool. It's fun. They're having fun. Mm-hmm. That's cool whatever i don't hate on it it's yeah. like i just can't do that anymore yeah i draw the line <laughs> i draw the line i gotta go work yeah, yeah. yeah. your body draws the line it's like yes. oh, that cannot be you any longer sorry you've aged out of that <laughs> it's like a, a week-long hangover now yes. it's not fun that is so true <laughs> sad that's funny but it does i mean the risk of sounding old age right gives mm-hmm. you perspective life experience and time gives you wisdom and it does provide you that opportunity if you take it to offer grace to others and mm-hmm. say oh shit, yeah i see where you are and mm-hmm. that i could judge you for it or i could just say and the thing is giving grace is a christian thing they right? Yeah. right yeah so you've got several guiding principles that are and i take so, religious based yeah. right they're just yeah it's not it's not one specific sure. yeah. and i guess i think like I'm taking the fruit off of different trees. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the good things. And then I'm making it my own, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, giving grace was a, a, a concept that I really liked. Because in a way, I, was, I had to give myself that. Right. Yeah. A lot. Until you give it to yourself, though, it's really hard to finally give... The other direction, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what, what? What are they doing? Oh, my God. The, right? Well, the investment that when you also, it sounds like you're in, in, the, in the point where you feel like you're comfortable enough with yourself that you can begin to invest in other people, mm-hmm. whatever that looks mm-hmm. like. And them. it's not costing me anything. Yeah. At least not, to, not that I acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, I want to give it because I want to help people get to where they want to be faster, whether they... Whether or not they think they want to be at a place. They, sometimes they think they've arrived. Mm-hmm. But I think we all think that until we actually arrive and we're like, oh. No, like, <laughs> oh, oh, this is where I'm We're like, to be. oh, oh. oh. Yeah. And but that's a place of humbleness. Mm. Another, you know, Christianity. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like, so the, the concepts are there. It's just the, the knee-jerk reaction I get. To that organized religion. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I'm about like I think there's always the religions have good merits. Mm-hmm. It's just the execution of individuals who inherently sin, which is another Christian thing. Mm-hmm. It's that's where it falters. It falls short a lot. And then like we've talked about Wendy, it's mm-hmm. like it's the that person has a problem. It's not yeah, and then it's how they interpret it or express it that they need to work on it and that's their challenge of whether or not they need to whether or not they're going to fix that whereas it's not so much about I'm a bad person as if that's your issue you're going to have to deal yeah. with yeah yeah and then that's your journey of growth for yourself mm-hmm. and you might learn it one minute from now you might learn it ten years from now and that's, right. that's a thing mm-hmm. but that's why I love being I love being LGBT mm-hmm. yay I love it and I so one day at like football we were having a conversation and it was like I love that I'm this I look at cisgender people and they're boring as fuck <laughs> <laughs> but you know like we're, we're playing in a league where people can live their true selves they don't feel like they have to fit a mold of something mm-hmm. and I get to see that colorfulness I mean I hate to say colorfulness because yes it's associated with the rainbow but yes, everyone's got a and rainbow unicorns? person and yeah. unicorns and oh, boba. Yeah. boba <laughs> and, you know, but it's like you're you're seeing people who don't have to restrain who they are, mm-hmm. and that's. But I I just love it because I can be who I want to be. If you were to give advice to either your younger self or someone else, do you have any that you would give us when it comes to identity, spirituality? So my younger self, it's kind of a hard question because I think I said earlier, I my brain was shut off. Mm-hmm. So I was really going through the motions for, I would say, almost at least 21 years. Mm-hmm. twenty almost Maybe 25 years. Maybe 26 years until I started the MLM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But regardless, I think you just have to keep in mind it gets better. Mm-hmm. Like, like whatever you're going whatever through. Whatever you're going through, there's it gets better. And I think one concept I've learned recently it's um, do yourself your future self a favor now mm-hmm. so one thing I did have going for me which I didn't realize was part of like personal growth things was when I was at Apple so I was in my second year at Apple that was 2013 2013 and I think so I'm a Capricorn hey yay you know <laughs> whatever but it's like that that hard work mentality mm-hmm. that high achieving I need a title kind of thing because mm-hmm. I wasn't getting it at Apple but then I asked myself like do you see yourself here in five years I'm like no mm-hmm. I applied for HPD but because of my previous DUI it didn't work out mm-hmm. and I thought oh no now what but second uh, plan B was shipyard mm-hmm. and um, so I got in and what helped me make my decision to transition six months in as a brand new fresh whatever was in five years from now will you regret not transitioning and my answer was yes Mm. so I think I had that mentality of five-year plan Mm -hmm. which we talked about the other day right yeah but because I am when I make a decision I have that conviction to just do it Mm -hmm. I'm at the end of my five-year plan and you know what I mean I, I hit that five-year plan this summer because your goals at the beginning of the five-year plan mm-hmm. were to be what were to do it 
Yeah. I didn't I didn't know what it would look like. Mm -hmm. But all I know is that right now I feel successful. I'm happy in my own skin. Mm -hmm. You know, I know who I am. I know That's what awesome. I stand for. I know the things that I will tolerate and not tolerate. I know how to cut people out of my life if they don't speak good or do good and respect me as much the respect that I give them. Mm -hmm. So with that, you know, I guess I'm like kind of going down a rabbit hole. But that's okay. Like, right now I'm at the end of my five-year plan and I think that's, this is more speaking towards like the, the Western mentality of, okay, now what, now what? Mm -hmm. But I think we were talking about this the other week where I'm like, no, I, I think I should enjoy this for now. I reached my yeah. milestone, right? I reached, I, I'm, I'm in a good place, so I'm let in me a good enjoy. Place. And five years ago, that seemed unreachable. Mm. So even though like my younger self, I would say my younger self was 25-year-old dad it gets better so the final question for everyone of course is what is your favorite boba tea order so mine's is very boring it's <laughs> it's oolong tea zero sweet almond milk with boba because being lactose intolerant isn't the best jam it's important yeah. to not have that you know <laughs> i yeah if if there was lactose in this oolong tea right now i, I don't know if this podcast would <laughs> happen <laughs> Grateful for non. I might be, be texting you, text to speak <laughs> at this point. Siri would have been speaking for me. I'd have been more in the bathroom than than on the couch. But well, we're very glad that we were able to get you what you needed, and we really appreciate you being here with us tonight. Yeah, thanks yeah. for thanks for having me. Thank you guys for joining us again on our podcast. If you want to reach out to us or ask questions to our guests, uh, you can reach us at uh, email queer religion podcast, all one word at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I think our handle there is at queer religion pod with one R or something like that. But we would love to hear from you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>